0: in the back, and while we're appreciating, let's appreciate all of our folks who serve our children, right over here in the children's wings, can you give them a hand clap, loud enough that they can hear you this morning, hallelujah, well listen, we have a few announcements for you, you can be seated, now I'm going to share a little bit on this wonderful 23rd celebration, let me say it's the 23rd celebration actually of Angie and I pastoring here, But this church has actually been in existence for over 50 years now. I'll share a little bit more about that in a moment, but first and foremost, you have in front of you, there's a, a little flyer there, and it's got uh, a couple of um, uh, missionaries. If i got to put my glasses on. This thing's like fine print. Can you see that thing? Lord have mercy. I do my uh, message in uh, 18 font. It, uh, And no comments from the peanut gallery this morning. So this is Drew and Jessica Welch, and they're in uh, Liberia. And what we're doing, you've seen these every week. You see these flyers out on your seats normally. They're on the table this morning. But what we're doing is we feature a missionary every single week. And when we did the numbers, we actually saw that we will affect more than 52 missionaries throughout the year if we just feature one per week. And each of us would step up and do something for that. And let me say this, uh, it is not a manipulation and it's not pressure. We want you to be able to give from your heart to those things that we put in front of you. But it's an opportunity for you to help others around the world share the gospel. And you partner with them and therefore you're a part of that harvest. Can you say amen? Amen. And so it's pretty easy. The information is on there. There's a uh, QR code. Is is that right, a QR code? QR code. It used to be called something else. I don't know what they called it. Um, But a QR code. And if you scan that in your smartphone, you'll be able to just give to that. Uh, It'll come up with the information. Or you can just text to give their name at 84321. And and that will all go to them. It, it actually registers it under their name, and everything that comes in for them specifically then goes out to them. Amen? And while we're on the subject of giving, let me share this passage of Scripture with you, which has been the mindset and heart, I believe, of our giving here at Reach Church. And it is from uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 9, and verse 6 through 7, and here's what it says. Remember this. Say remember this. remember this. Whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And ever, whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each of you, say each of you, each. say that applies, that applies to me, should give what you have decided in your heart to give. Not reluctantly or under compulsion. There's that part where it's not meant to be manipulation we don't want you to give out of compulsion we want you to give here's what it says for God loves a cheerful giver you need to have joy about your giving and I want you to know that that joy only comes when we embrace the partnership with God and we say God I want to partner with you because you have brought everything that I have in life God then in turn blesses everything that you give uh, bring back and give to his work amen and so there's four ways that you can give here. They're already on my slide presentation. I don't know if we're going to put that slide up, but let's see if we can do that this morning. Four ways to give. Can you pop that up there? Well, let's do it, do it this way. You've got a kiosk at the back, and there's envelopes in the back of the chairs. And what you can do is, uh, if you want to give physically, you can drop that in, in the uh, kiosk at the back. Uh, you can go to our website and give. Uh, you can use our Church Center app, or you can text to give at 84321. And that wouldn't have a name in front of it. It would just be, 84321, that amount, amen? So we're here to celebrate 23 years today and as I've already said, the church has been in existence over 50 years. Uh, In that 50 years, I can tell you that there's been great impact throughout the nations uh, in this country where it comes to seeing people come to Christ, where it comes to pastors that have been raised up and sent out, churches that have been planted. I don't know the number. I sat down and actually tried to calculate Looking back with the history that I was told when I came in as pastor, uh, folks that I've had some conversations with, that they recall some people who went out and planted churches or, or started ministries, uh, who led other people to Christ. And there is no possible way you could ever count the impact of a ministry that has been in, in existence for more than 50 years. I would say God's got a good record, wouldn't you? Are you all with me this morning? You know, it is a celebration. I know you drove through the dreary rain to get here, but I want to tell you it is a celebration today, amen? Yes. You know why that is? Because Jesus is alive. Yes. And everything that we do is about our Lord and Savior and all that God has bestowed on us through his love and by the power of the Holy Spirit working in us. And that's what I'm speaking to generation after generation. I will tell you that, that Joseph and I did not compare notes on that factor but, but I had a little bit different direction I wanted to go. And, and as the Lord uh, set on my heart yesterday as I was preparing, that very concept just kept coming to me over and over again. One generation will proclaim the wondrous works of our God to the next. So I uh, wrote some things down uh, so that I could make sure I honor everyone that's been a part of this church for more than 50 years, but Angie and I for 23 it has been our greatest joy to pastor this church. So I wrote them down because there's no way I can memorize all this. So I'm going to read to you. Is that okay this morning? Yes. I said, is that okay this morning? Would you bring me a water? Y'all got to get in the celebration mode. We got some great barbecue coming in here in a moment. Hmm. Somebody said, thank God for the rain. We need it, right? Yes. Hmm. <laughs> But us Colorado folk like that sunshine too. California and Florida is the the only states that have more than us, and uh, so we grow to enjoy that. So the Bible tells us that one generation will proclaim the wondrous works of our God to the next. This church has surely done that. It is my prayer that it will continue to fulfill heaven's mandate for generations to come. If you think about um, a mushroom, how many of you like mushrooms in your food? How many of you ever heard that a mushroom springs up overnight but dies overnight? This ministry has not been a mushroom ministry. While well, you like mushrooms, the thing is, is they spring up overnight and they die overnight. But I would say that God declares for the, his church to be like an oak. And if you don't know what that means... Uh, 50 years, as I shared with you, that I believe that our future is greater than our past. I believe that God is doing things in our present and preparing us for a greater future than this church has experienced in the past 50 years of its existence. See, most oak trees won't produce a good crop of acorns until they are around 50 years old. Over the next 100 years, the young tree matures into a majestic adult. A mature tree can grow up to 45 meters tall and can spread almost as wide. At 700 years, that's right, I just said at 700 years old, the oak has reached old age. Yeah, we can't fathom that. Hmm. Over its lifespan, an oak tree can produce as many as 10 million acorns. Listen to Isaiah 61, keeping the oak in mind. Isaiah 61, one through three. And if you remember Jesus, when he was declaring his ministry, he was in the the temple, and he began to read this very passage, Isaiah 61, one through three, he began to read that passage. And at the end of reading this passage, he says, this has been fulfilled in your presence today. Now listen to it. Isaiah 61, one through three. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. That they may be called oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord. And here's the key, that he may be glorified. Can you advance to that? Oh, you don't have that slide. Sorry. (laughs) Uh, That he may be glorified. The whole focus of it is is that he may be glorified. Jesus, the Bible says, Jesus said this, that... He came to seek and to save the lost, but not just that, he was seeking the true worshipers who would worship the Father in truth and in spirit. And the church is meant to be full of worshipers, that we are a people who know how to lift God high and bring ourselves low, not low as in we're not worth anything because God gave his only son the greatest purchase price that could be paid to buy us back that we might be in the family of God was his son so i think it says that we are worth a whole lot to god amen so on this day we celebrate 23 years angie and i've been your uh, pastors here for that amount of time but more than that we celebrate the broken hearts that have been healed the marriages that have been reconciled the families that have been restored our desire has been to give all we can in care of god's flock our human limitation is all too clear at moments and you deserve better than we are capable of, capable of from time to time. For this we can only rely along with you on God's grace, amen. We celebrate the many new relationships with Christ Jesus that have begun and others that have been renewed. We celebrate the pastors that have served with us exhibiting a heart for God's people, willing to count the cost and lay their life down for the flock of God, helping each person grow in their relationship with Jesus. The Good Shepherd. Specifically today, Angie and I want to express our love and appreciation for Pastor Warning Kelly Beatty. We've been doing ministry together now for over 20 years, and I have watched them love and serve uh, like I've never witnessed from anybody else in my life, to be honest together I see you sitting at the back Warren I don't know where Kelly's at she's probably running around doing something in the nursery serving of course excuse me why I wipe my tears we've climbed mountains together and we've navigated some some real valleys brother and we're grateful for our friendship with you and Kelly We appreciate uh, Pastor Marty and Kathy Younger, who happened to be with us here today, and amen. Uh, Both our families will be forever grateful to you, both, because it was under Pastor Marty and Kathy's ministry that we came to the Lord, Warren, myself, our families, uh, came to the Lord under Marty's pastorate here in Colorado Springs, I'm not even going to say how many years ago, (laughs) Mm. we're grateful that you spoke the word of god into our life that we might come to faith in jesus christ you're going to get to hear like say from him over the course of the next few weeks he's going to give you some of that good old school come on preaching all uh, right come on now you need to celebrate see we, we've already proclaimed you know thinking that god spoke to joseph and he spoke to me Shifted my direction just a little bit. I would say that God is saying one generation. Can you say one generation? generation. Proclaims the wondrous works of our God, God to the next. And so you're going to get some proclamation from a man and a woman that have been serving for a very long time in the kingdom of God. And I promise you, it'll be rich. It will move you. It will mold you into just a little bit more into the image of Jesus Christ. Amen. We celebrate all those who serve God faithfully, giving and caring for the church family and the great commission in our community and abroad. You are the heroes of the faith at Reach Church. (laughs) Maybe I need to say that again. You're the heroes of the faith at Reach Church. Never misunderstand that, that while ministry may come from the platform, that there may be times that we interact face to face The reality is you are the force to be reckoned with where it comes to advancing the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God, right? The kingdom of heaven suffers violence, but the Bible says the violent take it by force. And when we don't give up and we keep pressing on with what God's called us to do as believers, did you know I'm one of those two? Did you know while I may be a pastor, I'm also a sheep, right, that I'm... A lamb of God, too, that receives and is taught by others so that I can grow and I can go be a witness and be a believer, but, but hopefully through uh, the ministry that each of you have, what we'll see is God's dream for mankind come to pass, and that is that none should perish, but all come to everlasting life. I, I understand that not everybody has chosen to follow Christ in their life, but I would submit to you that, that if we have that mindset, God, I want to have the mindset, see, that in my life those that i come into contact with those that i know that they wouldn't perish but they would come to everlasting life because i'm a witness for your kingdom can i say can you say amen, amen. Mm. see today we celebrate god blessing our church and this one's a good one by by bringing pastor joseph and lindsay rango and their family to our uh, team here if you don't know who he was he was up here leading worship um, And I want you to know that that's been a godsend to our church. Our team has been able to spend some time with them and what a blessing they are. There's no question they have been such a blessing in the very short time they've been here. A few weeks that they've been here, they've blessed all of us. Here's the thing that stands out most to me though. They have shepherds' hearts. The fruit of the Spirit spirit is obvious in their life and the anointing of God flows from the gifts they serve with. You could not hope for another team member, another pastor to be on board here than someone with the mindset that this family has because their mindset is a kingdom mindset. Their heart is to serve God's people, but even greater than that, right, it's to win the lost. So it's an honor to tell you today that as we've processed and we've prayed through things, um, was it day before yesterday, I think? Jo- you, where's Joseph? Where, oh, at the back. Hey, man. <laughs> <That's>, uh, <laughs> oh Lord I, I gotta say I've been moved by their passion for God the joy that they spread uh, the enthusiasm they have and uh, they bring a lot of experience with them um, but they bring a very open mind to what God wants to do in our city and in our church, I ask you, hear me, I ask you, embrace them as pastors, love them as pastors, give in support of them as pastors, pray for them as pastors, and you'll receive all that God desires to bring through them in your life. As the Bible says, receive a prophet in the name of a prophet, and you receive his reward. You receive the gift that God brings you and in receiving them, that you are a blessing to them as they bless you. And I promise you, you'll receive a reward from God through them. Amen? And the thing that excites me probably most is uh, the, the um, heart that Joseph has shared with me around the idea of reaching up in love for God, reaching in with love for one another, and reaching out to the world with the love of Christ. Amen? And most of all today... Twenty-three years in, we celebrate the flock of God. We've had the privilege of caring for the members of each church, those that are here and those that have moved on, many now fellowshipping in other places around the nation, even some other parts of the world. You are the reason, the call, to be a pastor exists, and you're the most precious to us and especially to the Lord himself. He purchased you. And if you've ever heard me teach this, is that that um, the propitiation for our sins, Jesus was the propitiation for our sins. And it wasn't something that if you, for instance, you gotta pay your mortgage and you gotta pay for your gas and you gotta pay for your food. And you got are there some things you gotta? Yes. I said, are there some things you gotta? Yes. And then there's things you get to. And you are the get to. that that it was like for god it was a precious purchase it wasn't like i have to it was i want to this is what he wanted to do he wanted to restore us to reconcile us and the way that he did that was by spending what was most precious to him right there's what i've got to get by and then there's what i've got to have fun with come on now did you know God wanted to purchase you so that he could enjoy a relationship with you, not because he has to? Any of and you that are parents know the difference between those things. Whew, I'm tired, but this is my responsibility. Come on now. Uh, right? It's that day-to-day grind. i got to get them to school. i got to get them to their sports. i got to help them with their homework. I gotta... And it doesn't mean that you don't love them because you do those things because you love them, right? But man, when you can pack them up and take them on a trip to Disney... Even though that comes with its own pain. It's a whole lot of fun, right? And I want you to know God had a whole lot of fun. In the sorrow of giving his son, he had a whole lot of fun. And if you don't believe what I'm saying right now, know this. That Jesus suffered the cross for the joy that was set before him. I said for the joy that was set before him, see? You and I are that joy that was set before the Lord. So it was a purchase of joy, amen? Amen. I want to read this to you, and then I'll actually get into my message. You ready for that? What? You thought you were going to get it easy today? Man, we're feeding you some good barbecue, you know? I want to read this to you, and I believe it's the heart of, of every pastor in this church. And like I already said, Joseph and Lindsay coming in, they, they have this heart as well. And, and I believe it's honestly to reflect equipping you, guiding you, leading you towards the one that is the good shepherd, the one that's meant to be your shepherd, the one that you should look to all the days of your life. Amen? Psalm 23 says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his namesake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely, say surely. Goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Come on, eternal life. When you were born again, it wasn't just for this life. You were born again for eternal life, amen, and we don't, we don't live for eternity one day, we live for eternity, come on, somebody say now, right now, we live for eternity, so we're going to have some barbecue, I, I'm telling you, we're going to get to it, all right, we're going to have some barbecue, say, we're going to have some barbecue, but before we get the barbecue, oh, see, now you dropped out on me, we're going to have some barbecue, but before we get the barbecue, pastor's going to teach us just a little bit more. And I've been talking about a church on target. The church on target, what does it look like? I want to share some thoughts today around that, uh, jumping off from where we left off last week. A church on target, past, present, and future. In Revelations 1.8, it says this, and it's a very interesting way that it says this. He says, I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, who is, say who is, who was and who is to come? The Almighty. Now I find it interesting the way this passage lays it out, because our minds and in a moment, I'm going to preach to you, and I'm actually going to go to the past, the present and then the future. But ultimately, I want to say to you that when God gives that word about being the Alpha and Omega, he doesn't go straight to the past, nor to the future. What he does is goes right to the present. He's the God who is. You know what? In the past, he was the God who is. And in the future, he was the God who is. And when God started working on what it was going to look like from the beginning, he started with the end from the beginning. Come on now. God started with you and I, salvation, redemption, ultimately eternity, before he ever began. And the Bible tells us that the Lamb of God was slain from the foundations of the earth. When God started laying foundations, the Lamb of God was slain for the sins of mankind back here. Why? Because God knew the end from the beginning, and he knew everything in between. And when he arrives to give this word, when he speaks this word in that moment, he starts with that he is the God who is, the God who was, the God who is to come. Why? Well, he's an ever-present help in time of need. You know what? A hundred years ago, he's the God who is. A hundred years from now, he's the God who is. See, past and future, in those moments, he's the God who is. And that's why there is a past, come on somebody, that carries over into our present for our future is because he has always been, always will be. he, He will never cease to be, always has been. And so everything in between for that is God's intention, his plan, his desire on our behalf. The question is, what are we doing with the God who is? What are you doing with the God who is in your life? The God right now in your life, what are you doing with that? Because the only way that you have a past to look on where God, in your interaction and relationship with God, is to begin with where he is. Where you are in relationship, and then guess what? It's not just that, but God will make sure that you have an idea of the future that He has for you, at least a hope for that future. Amen. So let's start for ourselves with the past. what's important with regard with regard to being a church on target, A church on target honors what God has done. A church on target always honors what God has done. Listen to Isaiah 46 and 9. Remember the former things of old, for I am God and there is no other. I am God and there is none like me. Here's God reflecting on, right, the past with regard to calling people in the present to understand, to look back on that and and know how amazing he is. Psalms 143 and 5 says, I remember the days of old. I meditate on all that you have done. I ponder the work of your hands. And Psalm 77:11 says, I will remember, say remember, the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your, your wonders of old. How do we have that? One generation proclaims the wondrous works of our God to the next. I would not know What God had done, up to the moment where I got born again, where I received the gospel of Jesus Christ, I did not know what God had done, but there were people who were serving God, come on somebody, in the He is, and they had, He was, and were able to share their testimony. Can you say testimony? You have one, did you know that? And we overcome the enemy by the blood of the Lamb, what Jesus has done for us, And our willingness to proclaim what Jesus has done for us is exactly, our testimony is how we overcome the enemy, the testimony of the blood of Jesus Christ that was shed to purchase us, to redeem us, to reconcile us back to God. And so if you think about it, how important is it that we do not forget the former things? We do not forget what it is that God has done in our life so that we can hold on to the importance of sharing a testimony in, in our now, this moment so that others can hear amen let me say this uh, number two with a church on target it appreciates what god is doing it appreciates what god is doing did you know the bible doesn't tell you to come into his gates with sadness in your heart did you know it, it doesn't tell you to come into his gates with envy in your heart to come into his gates with selfishness in your heart come on somebody you with me this morning right it doesn't tell you to come into his gates with the work of the flesh. It tells you to come into his gates, come on somebody, to open up for the fruit of the spirit to work in your life. And how do you do that? Be thankful. Be thankful. Appreciate what God is doing in your life. How many of you could use a miracle right now? Give me a shout. Okay. That's a lot of folks who need a miracle. But let me tell you, the road to your miracle is thankfulness. It is appreciating what God is doing in your life. Come on somebody. You know. You know. Anybody that's uh, uh, been a kid at any time in their life has had parents, everything I've done for you, and, and, and you're asking for more. Come on, somebody. Right? <laughs> How many of you got kids, and it's like everything you've done for them, I'll stop right there. We got... And one day you kids will have your own kids, hopefully. They say that's, the, that's when you really learn. <laughs> but we need to be thankful for what God is doing in our life, appreciative of what God is doing in our life. Listen to Romans eight twenty eight. And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. If you love him, all things will work together for good in your life. I didn't say they'll be easy. I said all things will work together for good because you love him and you're called according to his purpose. Amen? Amen. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new Has come. Do you appreciate that? Do you appreciate the newness that Christ brings in your life? I got to tell you, I wake up a lot of times and I'm thinking about all the things that I've got to do, and my immediate response is not appreciation for what God's doing. I find myself shifting into this God, I need you to do this, and I need you to do that. You with me this morning? Oh, you all don't do that, huh? Huh? Right? I find myself like, I got to get this done. I got to, God, I need you to help me here. I need you to help me here. I need, wait, God, you did this. Oh, what was is the way to start, right? Because if I start there with what God has done in my life, it has a way of fostering this appreciation for him in me so that, right, come on, what God is doing, I have a right heart toward him in those moments to interact with him in my relationship. But if I approach today, and I don't reflect on what he did for me yesterday, then ultimately my mindset will tend to focus on the things that I need to get done and what I need from God versus what I, come on now, I don't know if you're hearing me, what I bring to God. Because ultimately, I'm going to tell you right now, and you want to know what thanksgiving, what appreciation is when it comes to honoring, if we're going to honor God, it's to actually bring to him Worship. You cannot bring worship without appreciation. You can't bring worship without a heart of honor. And that is always tied to reflecting on what he has already done in your life. Then, I would say then, you approach him with the mindset of saying, Lord, now would you work in this area of my life? I think we'd experience a whole lot more miracles. I think we'd experience a lot more provision from God if we approached him with thanksgiving in our heart and an appreciation for what he is doing for us. Amen. Listen to Habakkuk 1 and 5. It says, the Lord replied, look and be amazed. You will be astounded at what I'm about to do. Come on, somebody. Now, I don't know if you're catching what's going on there. See, uh... He's talking in the now for this, for Habakkuk, he's talking in the now for what he's going to do. We'll get there in a second, but I want you to see that he's talking to Habakkuk, for now, this is what I'm going to do. You're going to be amazed at what I'm going to do, but understand, receiving that word from God in the moment, this moment, in your time, serving him and following him, if you can hear a word from him, you won't have a problem, you know, experience hope and faith. For your future amen and he's speaking to a in the now in his life a prophetic word that is telling him you're going to be amazed at what i'm going to do but he had to hear the word now listen to this man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of the father you want to live there's no living like hearing a word from god hmm. listen to it as it goes on you'll be amazed You will be astounded at what I'm about to do, for I am going to do something in your own lifetime that you will have to see to believe. Now, I don't know about you. How many of you have heard, like, you need to believe and then you'll see, which is true, right? We need faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God, right? Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, but yet God's saying, man, you're going to have to see this to believe it. Come on right? You get to go Missouri with God in that moment, right? Y'all don't know what I'm talking about. It's called the show me state, right? And, and most people approach God with that show me and then I'll believe it. Now, you got to know that when you get a word from God, like Habakkuk here, come on, he's got the word, he believes the word, God's going to, this is the future. You're going to be amazed by the things that's going to astound you at what I'm going to do, But ultimately it comes to this moment and it says it's going to be done in your lifetime. It's not that far away. It's actually going to be in your now. As you live your life, that God's going to do amazing things in your life, giving you something you can proclaim to the next generation. Come on, somebody. Giving you something that you can proclaim to the next generation. And then we go to number three. The church on target embraces what God will do embraces what God will do we don't approach it with a you know well I'm just not sure well maybe it could happen no we embrace do you know what embrace means come here Angie come here baby come here sweetheart see embrace oh right oh man maybe I ought to do one of these. <laughs> right? Embrace. Here it goes. Ready? To encircle. To encircle. See, God goes before you, but He's also your rear guard. He's for you, He's not against you. He's looking out for you. He's not just looking out for you now, he's looking out for your future. But there's something about your now and your future that's tied to what He's already done, your testimony. Do not lose sight of your testimony, or you might find your faith faltering, your hope um, dashed. If you lose sight of what God's already done in your life, and you get focused on circumstance now, and you're fearful of what is going to come, then you've lost sight of how God works in your life, past, present, and future. He was there. He was there when you were being formed in your mother's womb, knit together. You were fearfully and you were wonderfully made. God knew every little bit. He knows the number of hairs on your head. Keep your comments to yourself right now. His job's easy with me. He knows all about you. When I think about the last 23 years, if there's ever been a hope in my life as a pastor, it would be that you would know how much how much Jesus loves you how much he desires to care to do for you but the only way that you experience the fullness of all that God has for you is to be close to your shepherd your good shepherd to be close to Jesus and if I have a hope for the future as we move forward from the present it would be to equip you better to encourage you better to inspire you to draw close to Jesus, your good shepherd, because he will care for you like no one else can care for you. He knows you better than anybody else is ever gonna know you. He knows what makes you afraid. He knows what makes you happy. He knows what makes you sad. He knows the fullness of your being, spirit, soul, and body. Can I say today, let him in. Let him in a little bit more than you did yesterday. If you've never let him in, let him in. You know, have a now so that tomorrow you'll have the was and, it, and then continuing the is and, and then you'll have what is yet to come because God wants to work in your life, but you've got to embrace him. Philippians 3, uh, 1 through 3 says this, brethren, or excuse me, 13, 313, brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind, and reaching forth unto those things which are before. Paul's talking in his present. And he's not talking about the good things being left behind. He's talking about the mistakes, the failures. The, let those things go. Embrace in this moment that God has called you to greater things. God has called you to greater relationship with him and reach toward that mark of the high call of God in your life. Amen. Isaiah 43 And 19 says, behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth, shall you not know it? Do you know it? Do you know that God is doing a new thing in your life now? That he's always, in in your now, he is always working to do a new thing in your life. Newness of relationship each and every day. I find my relationship with Angie is always at its best when I wake in the morning and I greet her and I appreciate her. Like We already established how I appreciate Angie, right? I greet her in the morning, whether asleep or awake, right? If she's awake, you know, that's good. If she's asleep, I know that she's not going to be too happy that I'm her alarm clock. But that, that will shift the moment that I hand her her morning coffee and say, I love you, honey. All the husbands are like, shut up, pastor. All the wives are like, "Yeah." But I want you to know there's nothing like when Angie turns to me and says, do you want me to make you some eggs? I'm like, baby, you know I do. (laughs) See, in a sense, uh, it's the way we show appreciation to one another. There's other ways, but I'm just giving you a glimpse of that. We've not always succeeded at that. But I'm telling you, the more we do that, the better we enjoy our relationship. The more you do that with the Lord, the better you're gonna enjoy that relationship you're not gonna wake up it's like okay what's God mad at me about today can I say nothing because when he looks at you he looks through his son and that if we can ever shift that mindset oh how quick we'd run to him to give him thanks Amen? amen embrace him embrace what God will do in your life in our church and and finally in closing, Jeremiah 29, 11, it says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. A hope and a future. The King James, which I quote quite often because Pastor Marty told me I needed to get a King James Bible when I got saved. So I mem- memorized most of the scripture in King James. Um, it says an intended end. And a word study on that reveals the word procrastination. An intended end, procrastination, is one of the word, the root words. Well, how does that apply to a future in a whole? If you can come to a place of honoring God in your life for what he's done, appreciating for what he's doing, and you can come to that place of embracing him for what he's going to do, anything that you feel has been procrastinated concerning his promises in your life, will all of a sudden open up and begin to flow into your life? See, it's kind of like this. My kids come to me and they say, hey, Dad, will you do this for me? I'm like, well, I need you to do this and this. Now, again, it's not about checking a list off, but it is about taking on the character of God, being a disciple. Say disciple. disciple. Now say disciplined one.
1: Yes, that we have
0: disciplines that we, we exercise so that we can become like Christ. It's us putting our flesh under and him pouring his spirit out. Come on now. And as we do that, what happens, see, I I call that the the divine alignment, that we align ourselves with God. We get under, and he's over, and do you know what happens when you're under and he's over? That's where his blessing is poured out. Can you say amen? And when God's blessing is poured out, I want you to know that no promise will be procrastinated, but rather that future and hope that he has promised to you will be revealed in its fullness. Amen? And so so today a church on target celebrates what God did is doing and what he will do so as a church let me say I want us to experience that on a whole new level but I promise you this the church will never experience it beyond what its members experience it as as an individual experiences that it's amazing how amazing how contagious that becomes that when your cups running over where does it run over to And if there's somebody else around you that needs, come on somebody, a little bit of what God's pouring into you, all of a sudden you start to pour into the lives that are around you and you see the multiplication of the kingdom of God and all his blessing that takes place in our lives. Now know when I speak of that blessing, I don't speak that that we are exempt of hardships. Anybody ever been through a hardship in here? Every single one of us. But I'm telling you, God will give you the ability to come through those hardships with a hope for the future. Because his thoughts towards you are not evil. They're of good to give you that future and hope. Amen. And so uh, past, present, and future, we want to be a church that honors God. And I tell you that we want to be a a team, a staff, uh, all of our volunteers, everybody that serves. Our desire is to represent the kingdom of God in your life in such a way where, if anything, your desire for God grows every time we're together. Whether that be on a Sunday morning or in a life group that we gather in, uh, maybe it's in a, a specific area of ministry like our, our wise group, you know, our seniors ministry, you know, whether it's in the youth ministry, the children's ministry, family ministry, any of those areas that when we're together that we are actually encouraging one another and building one another up in our most holy faith so that we're chasing hard after God. Amen? I like how uh, Joseph put it, right, that, that, that we're going to go hard after God. That we're not going to sit back and kind of just, well, you know, we'll see what God does. Yeah, maybe it says, you know, that, that you'll have to see it to believe it. But i got to tell you, if you want to get in to see it, you got to start believing it just a little bit. Come on. Right? you got to be like the Father when Jesus said, do you believe your son can be healed? He says, I believe. Say, I believe. I believe. And then he said this, help me in my unbelief. <laughs> help me in my unbelief. I believe. But I know this, I can believe a whole lot more. God help me in those places where I don't believe. Because I can look back on my past and I can know that you have been there and you've done a mighty work. I can look at my present and know that you are there and that you're doing a work in my life. And I can look to my future knowing from the past and the present that you are for me and you're working on my behalf for a future where I glorify your name. Can you say amen? All right, here's what we're going to do. We've got a couple folks that want to take a step to dedicate their life in baptism. And as we do that, as, as they come to the stage, what I'm going to do, I want to pray for you, but I want to give them an opportunity to come to the stage. And uh, here's what I want you to do with what I've shared today. What can you, just, just if you would, close your eyes and bow your heads right now. I want you to think just one thing, just one thing. One thing that you know that God has done for you in your past. Find that biggest moment where God's worked in your life. And I want you to to just identify that, and in your heart, just express that appreciation toward him for what he's done in your life. Now what I want you to do is I want you to recognize what he's doing in your life, and that could be that he's doing something really um, you know where he's drawing you, or it could be that you're going through something really hard and he's comforting you I don't know what what uh, place that'll fall in, but more than likely it'll emerge a feeling of appreciation that he's there and now I want you to out of that I want you to Picture what has God called you to do. If you don't know, you can know. If you know God's shown you this is something for my future, for my family, for my marriage, for my ministry, for my work, picture that. And now I want to pray for you. Father, you are the Alpha and the Omega. No one was before you, and Lord... You will always be, and because, Lord God, of your son, Jesus Christ, there's a day we'll forever be with you, but between the beginning and the end, Lord God, there's the life that we've been given to live. So, Father, I pray that we would live a life of honor towards you and all that you've done for us, and that, God, we'd live a life, Lord, of appreciation for all that you're doing for us now. And God, that we would look to our future in such a way that we give you glory and honor as we walk into, Lord God, your plans and your purposes for our life. I pray over every marriage, over every family, God, friendship, that Lord, you would cause this to be a season of peace, of healing, of joy, of love, of grace, of mercy, God, and of truth. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen, amen. All right, we have a couple of ladies. Eye. Do we have their certificates by chance? Has those yeah, things. please do. Mm. We've got Parker and Miss Amanda. And then we are going to.